Hey guys, it's Jacob from uh, the Clear Path Podcast uh, from Vendetta Sports Media. Uh, checking back in on this episode, I got Scott Baker, one of the uh, the writers, podcasters uh, for, um, of Keep It To Yourself fame uh, on today. Uh, we've both had our own mock drafts up on the site. Um, uh, we kind of went through the first uh, 14 lottery picks uh, one by one, uh, got into some cool scenarios, some breaking down some picks. Uh, and, and, and everything got some interesting conversation. So um, <clears throat> that's what you'll uh, hear coming up after this. We're also going to have a joint mock draft coming out hopefully tomorrow as well um, uh, if we get if we have some time for it. Um, but uh, check out uh, Keep It To Yourself and their podcast. Check out Scott. Uh, check out um, uh, you know the Clear Path on Vendetta Sports Media. Check out all the content on the website that Trey puts out. Um, and also check out daydrinkers.com for um, all the merch and everything uh, and all, all the cool gear that you can get for uh, Vendetta. We've got some cool uh, LeBron shirts that are coming out for his free agency fiasco. So um, check all that out, uh, pick it up, and uh, yeah, have fun. What's up, guys? We got Scott Scott Baker here from Vendetta Sports Media joining the Clear Path Podcast with your host Jacob um, Scott. What's up, man? Dude, nothing much. Good to be here. Um, just wanted to yeah. give uh, my show a little shout out, quick. Yeah, where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. So uh, make sure you guys are following uh, at Kitty Podcast on Twitter for all your keep it to yourself <laughs> um, shows, all of our updates, and everything from me, Elk, and Natty Dorf. Great, great. Y'all been pumping out some good content lately. You've been writing a lot for the site too. Um, got some Kawhi Leonard articles up there. Did a mock draft uh, and everything. So um, doing some some NBA content around the, around this time. So that's that's awesome, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, guys, check out that Keep It to Yourself podcast. K I T Y. Uh, it's um, it's good stuff. Um, but anyway, I want Scott to jump on because uh, we're both pretty active in our, um, uh, you know, company Slack, company chat rooms, talking about the NBA draft. We both got some opinions. You've got some connections. You've got a, a, pl- a sleeper that you like, a guy that you know, uh, t- you know, have some connections to. So I uh, wanted to get you on here. We're going to go through. Uh, you, you guys probably, you know, uh, let's do a podcast similar to this where you know we're, we're going to go back and forth. Uh, pick, once somebody's picked, that person's off the board. We'll get into some situations with each team and like what decisions they might have to make. We'll, tr- we'll keep it realistic, but we'll keep it lighthearted too. I'm not going to talk to you guys about these guys, you know, wins above replacement and stuff like that. So uh, we'll keep it pretty chill. Um, but anyway, Scott, I wanted you to go first. So you are the Phoenix Suns. All right. Well, with the first pick in the 2018 <laughs> NBA draft, I have the Phoenix Suns taking freshman center from Arizona. DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, <laughs> I really just think this is a no-brainer pick right now. Um, the Suns need a big man, and with a shooting guard and, a, like, the face of the franchise with Devin Booker, I think this dude fits right in there. And um, Ayton has even come out and said he thinks that that team, it would be the, like, Kobe Shaq um, 2.0 of our generation. So, I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't hear that uh, that comparison, but that is pretty interesting. I. Uh, I love Booker, so uh, you know I'm actually I actually wouldn't mind them taking uh, Doncic here, just because I'd like to see like you know teams that have a bunch of wings that can just interchange and yeah. really get fun teams and stuff like that. You know with Josh Jackson and everybody, but I mean you can't you can't deny with what Ay- what Aiton's got, and and it's probably you know it's the it's yeah, the pick um, for them. Um, I don't think I don't think they're going to get too cute with it. Um, the only other person I would con- that I think they would consider would be Doncic, yeah, so absolutely. it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, so 
I mean, Phoenix, they got a couple, they got another pick. Uh, what is it? 16 too. So they could also address some point guards concerns there. Um, but next up the Sacramento Kings. And this is what I think they're going to do. And I'm going to pick who I think they're going to pick. So it's as realistic a play out as possible. I think they're going to go with Bagley. I think they're going to go with Marvin Bagley out of Duke, uh, power forward slash center, whatever you want to say. Um, I don't necessarily think that's what they should do. I think they should go Doncic here. I think they should let him kind of run that offense with a couple of their younger wings. Uh, they have young bigs already that while Bagley may be have may have a better, a higher ceiling than people like Cauley Stein and, and Bissier and stuff like that and guys like that, I do think that Doncic could get the best out of those guys they have and also – you know, allow De'Aaron Fox to come along more as, as, as a weapon as well and not have him just be, you know, here, handle the ball 100% of the time. So I would take Doncic if I were them, but I think they're going to go with Bagley. So I'm going to take Bagley away. I'm going I'm to take him. Yeah, I have I have them taking Doncic in my first round. Yeah. yeah, now just looking at it, I definitely feel like they're leaning towards Bagley. I agree with you on that pick. He was the, one of the things too is with them is, and, and this is they're similar to the Grizzlies, who you know they're my team. Uh, you know, similar, you know, small mar- smaller markets. Of course, California is a different story, but not a lot of people like to go work out for the Kings. Not a lot. They don't get a lot of guys on site. Yeah, you know, they, they come in and, ma- and make your organization feel comfortable. Bagley went there. Bagley was on site. He was wearing the Kings practice jersey. He was mingling with everybody. You know, I think that right there, I think that's going to woo Vladi Divac and and the owner over there, uh, what's it, Vivek or whatever. So I think that's going to be – I think that's going to play a big factor in them because they don't make the right decisions all the time and based on the factors they should. So I'm going to – I think they're going to probably base it off that. <laughs> yeah. The other thing with that pick too is like Dantic has the has – the, uh, Power. If he doesn't like the team he's drafted by, he doesn't have to come over. True. So I mean, true. I think that was one of the big uh, factors that saw him slipping in a lot of other mock drafts too. But um, right. You're that's a good, that's a good point. He could also pull that card. I hope he doesn't. I want to see him over here as soon yeah, as possible. But is, yeah, I, that that is poss- definitely a possibility. He's a certified stud, and I mean, I think mm-hmm. was it yesterday he came out and said like when he comes to America, his like first thing he's trying mm-hmm. to do is date Jennifer Aniston. So. He's already like <laughs> he's already like a, an all star in my book. Like that's a big ball move. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. It's almost it's similar to like um, uh, what uh, Porzingis did when he first came over here. Was people didn't know anything about him, and he just jumped onto social media, jumped onto the media, like just being a lovable guy, like you know, commenting stuff on Instagram, like innocent stuff, yeah. but stuff that was like endearing. That was like calm. It wasn't like he was shut off from everybody. So he was confident. So hopefully that's what Doncic follows in so that he kind a of becomes like a, yeah. you know, a, a cult NBA celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be best. Best for future Euros to come, to have more of these guys that are, you know, that don't get kind of uh, cornered away on their yeah. team, a, a, a terrible lottery team and not have any future. So um, all right, that's well, good. So uh, so what do you, who do you got for Atlanta at three? I talked to Kyle. I talked to Kyle about this yesterday, and he gave us his thoughts on who he wanted to. So, who you got? <laughs> I have the Hawks taking power forward freshman from Michigan State, Jaron Jackson. That's a, nice. Yeah. So I mean, uh, like I said, if if the Kings take Bagley at two, I definitely see um, Doncic. I see him falling a couple spots. I thought he was the best guy, like most pro ready, but Jackson, I think, will have the most success you know this dude is 6'11 he's already like got all the tools to come in and start right away and really just be a star I feel 
Um, and he might be, I think he might be one of the best two way players in this draft. And that's definitely something that the, uh, the Hawks need right now. Yeah, no, I, I love, we talked about him at, at length yesterday. This is actually, uh, Kyle was, was wanting, uh, Atlanta to take Donches, but he said his second choice was Jaron Jackson. And it's just, you know, he, he didn't play a ton of minutes at Michigan state, but his, his numbers jump off the chart. I mean, he's a defensive stud. He can guard guys on the perimeter. He can, he can, he's already shown he can shoot the three. So, um, you have confidence that he'll be able to offensively stretch the floor for you, and which in uh, in Atlanta you have John Collins, who's a solid guy, who's who's you know I hate to say his ceiling may be like an all star, but he's a solid uh, guy to build build around, and uh, you want to he's he's not as much of a shooter yet, so you want to be able to yeah. ha- you don't want to pair him next to a big that can't shoot, so Jackson would be probably out of the ones left, you know. Uh, I wouldn't want to put Bomba necessarily next to him or anything like that, uh, but um, but yeah, I like I like JJ or Triple J or whatever they call him. So he's a he's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. Dude, dude. Yeah, he, like honestly, he's a certified stud right now. But the one thing I think Atlanta needs to address more than anything is those uniforms. I, I hate their fucking. <laughs> yes. Dude, yeah, they I, have I to. It's like they. <laughs> They, I don't know why they changed. Honestly, I didn't think their old uniforms had anything wrong with them. Oh, I liked them when it was the Kyle yeah. Corver days. Like, I yeah, was fine. They go with these like dark green, navy blue. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you go this kind of drastic route to like. I, I like their classic jerseys too, like the red and the white, kind of with like the yeah, yellowish tint to, to it. Like yeah. that. That stuff was. Solid. I mean, they try. I think they tried to have some of that now, but it was like you also threw in neon green. And like, why did you do that? <laughs> oh, I, I hate the black jerseys that nah. have like the pattern on it, like the the mm-hmm. checkered pattern. I think that's stupid. Yeah, they they've got some big concerns there. We need to we need to contact their uh, their their design team Absolutely. over there and see what's going on, or at least contact Nike and see what their problem is. <laughs> um, they'll probably come out with like a throwback jersey that's by far their best uni. And everybody would just want them to wear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. So you got Jaron Jackson Jr. at number three going to the Hawks. You know, he's, he's, he's been pegged top five, pretty much all number of places. Uh, I think three is, is probably as high as he will go. So I don't know if he's worked out for the Kings, but you know, I think three is probably his, his ceiling as far as the draft. So we've got him reaching, reaching that right now. Um, I got the Grizz. I got my hometown guys. This is would be like dream scenario right here is Doncic being available. That's who I'm going to take for him. I do think that if he is available at four, there's a very very strong chance that that Chris Wallace and the Grizzlies take him, or they trade for somebody that is just enamored by him and get a king and hopefully get a rant a good ransom for him. But for the sake of this argument, I think they stay put and and take him. And I really I really really like this as far as. Him being a second, you know, could be a primary secondary or you know, 50-50 ball handler with uh, Mike Conley, who's an undersized yeah. point guard. He's not a he's a good defensive player, but he's not a you know he's not like a, he's not a shutdown guy. So it takes some pressure off him. Uh, another perimeter, you know, the the strongest defender has to be guarding probably Doncic now instead of Conley. Uh, lets him move off ball, use his shooting skill better. I think he you know would work well with um, you know. Uh, some of the you know Mark Gasol and, and and some of the other bigs that we have. So I'm going to take Doncic, man. I really hope he's here. Yeah, and I think if you sign, if they if they're lucky enough to get Doncic at at uh, four, I think Memphis is a playoff team again. I really do. 
And like you said, it'll take all the pressure off Conley, who's coming off that huge contract a couple of years ago. Really, in my opinion, hasn't really played up to it. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's from injuries too and everything. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I think it would be a great pick for them at four, obviously. Yeah. No, you're right. It, uh, he had the last season, he basically did nothing. And then two years ago, the first year of that contract, I mean, we made the playoffs, but, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, you know, it, it's kind of just inevitable. You knew it was going to. You know it was going to happen. So I think you're right. You know, obviously I'm going to be an optimistic hometown fan. I think they're, you know, we were on track to make the playoffs this year. I really do feel confident that if we hadn't had the injury concerns, we would have kept that bench unit together. And we started the season off, I was like five or six and oh. And I really think, you know, we beat the Rockets twice and we beat the Warriors. Uh, I really think that we would have probably been in the mix for that, you know, four to eight range. Somewhere like that, three to eight range. Cause you know, three to eight was basically a, you know a oh, toss dude, up a for a while until the last week of the season. So much fun, yeah. yeah. But I think we would have been in the mix of that. So I feel confident that if we're able to now, I, I do hope we bring back Tyreek Evans. But d- bringing in Doncic and being able to put him in that starting lineup and help you know use him as more of a second unit ball handler too when they kind of stagger lineups. I really think that that could give us a. Uh, a good, uh, you know, a good shot at the postseason again. Which, you know, in Memphis, you can't you can't go through too too much of a tank. So I'm I'm in favor of uh, trying to get back to the postseason as quick as possible. Go ahead and ship that pick to Boston next year. I don't want to be top eight and keep it. I want to get it get rid of it now. So, um, but anyway, so you got the Dallas Mavs. Who's Cuban taking? All right. Uh, so I got the Mavs taking center out of Texas, Cuban instinct, Mobamba. Now, he is. So I've heard a lot of rumors recently that the Celtics are like, this is their guy. They're trying to trade up for him. I think that's a load of just bull right now. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing that they did last year where they were releasing all stuff about how, oh, they're going to take Fultz at number one. They're taking Fultz at number one. And then their guy the whole time was Jason Tatum. So I think they're just trying to sucker somebody in right. and have somebody come in and – uh try and beat them to the Mo Bamba punch again. I mean, I think this dude is a stud. He's obviously going to be a defensive powerhouse. I don't think he'll start right away. But, I mean, the dude, if he can get some offense going, he's going to be a freak. He, he has I, – I compared him to Dikembe Mutombo, mm-hmm. you know. Dude's going to be a block machine. He'll be able to just – he's so freakishly tall yeah. and his wing, wingspan is so big that he's going to be able to just put it in the uh, put it on the rim whenever he wants pretty much. But I think he's got to put on some size before the season starts too. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's been the um, you know, that's been the kind of the difference between uh him uh, that's been the difference between him and Aiton is that Aiton's a lot thicker. Yeah, you can absolutely. even see it in the pictures. He's a he's a he's a different type of ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as size go, and he'll probably even put on some size when it comes to uh, you know, his first couple seasons. But I think I really think Bombo with you know with just with te- you know with with fitness the way it is right now. You know, in in the technology behind it, he can put on the weight if he's dedicated to it. You know, Kyle had mentioned uh, Kyle actually saw him in person uh, play in the NCAA tournament, and he said he didn't really like his energy or his. Uh, he thought he was a little yeah. bit kind of uh, passive and wasn't really uh, control. He was, it was a little bit sporadic and everything like that. So, what you hope with a player like Bamba is that his floor is being a defensive stalwart that can just 
block shots at the rim. Like bar bar, you know, minimum thing you're getting is a great defensive player. Top, you know, ceiling is that he blossoms into a great offensive game and can shoot the ball and, and drops twenty a game. So absolutely, absolutely, you hope that he does bring that intensity from the get go. I think I think he's got a, yeah, a pretty I, high ceiling, but yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is just size. Like even for me, Aiton still's mm-hmm. got to put on a lot of size. These guys. They're they're 19, 20 years old. They're they're going to be playing against these men, you know. And these guys aren't going to be messing around in the NBA. It's not college, you know. No, it's definitely not. And a lot of guys have a rude awakening. Um, I think with uh with with Dallas, um, you know, I like Carlisle. Uh, they're the the Dallas. They haven't really done too much to develop guys recently. I mean, they didn't really, you know, there were some issues with Erlens Noel. Uh, they got Dennis Smith. So at least you have a point guard center combo if you want to run your offense that way. Yeah. Do a lot of pick and roll. Um, so hopefully they're able to integrate him in there and give him a shot. You know, I really want him to get minutes from the get go. I don't want him to, I just, you know, him wasting away on the bench in favor of some like veteran guys, just like a waste of time. Yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. About him, man, he's got, <laughs> I think this is going to be a big year for him. If he can get somebody the, yeah. just where he doesn't have as much pressure on him, it's going to be, he'll have a good mm-hmm. season. So, yeah. Yeah. So a good place for him to yeah. land for sure. Um, well, next up, I've got Orlando. And everybody's kind of pegging Orlando to take yeah. Trey Young right now. You know, the the ringer has him take has him taking Bomba. They have him fall in there. Uh, there's been some other guys. That, I mean, th- there's been rumors today, actually, that Trey Young is falling and that if Orlando doesn't take him, he may slip out of the top ten. You know, I don't know. The, 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 the Magic are kind of they, – they're all over the place with who they draft. I don't think they need any big guys right now. I mean, they've got, you know, if they're going to retain Aaron Gordon, they've got Vucevic, they've got Biombo, they've got Jonathan Isaac, who's like a 3-4 kind of combo. I think you either go with Trey Young here or you reach on one of the wings like Kevin Knox or like Miles Bridges or someone like that. I'm going to go ahead and peg him with Trey Young because I think that's the most realistic option. I think that would be a good pick for him. I think it's a, that's yeah. a safe choice. Yeah. That's right. Safe. I think that's most realistically what they're going to go with. And I don't want to, I don't want to screw things up too much, but I think, uh, I mean, I, I like Trey Young. I think he's going to be, uh, he's, he's been so up and down. I mean, he, people were going crazy the first month of the season. Then they were like, this guy sucks. He's just a ball hog. And it completely flipped. And the guy was, he still was making shots at a great rate. He was just getting, you know, triple teamed on offense. And uh, he, he's got elite offensive skill, elite shooting skill. You know, I think he can run an offense. He's just a little bit small. So yeah. I think he'll be I think he'll be fine. I think it's a good fit for him too. I mean, it uh Orlando was another one of those teams that this past season started off super hot with Aaron Burton just having a breakout like first couple weeks and then they just cooled down. I think they started the season at like what, eight, mm-hmm. eight and one or something like that. And then obviously. Yeah, they were. They were like first place in the East. I, I mean, they obviously just cooled down and were well out of the playoff race. So yeah. maybe Trey Young might be able to get them a spark as a true point guard. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, like I said, if they don't go with Young, I think they should reach on like Kevin Knox or uh, one of the Bridges or – you know, even somebody like, uh, you know, Lonnie Walker or somebody like that. Like, I think you'd go with another athletic wing. Yeah. Just because I think you can't have too many of those and you might as well pair up Jonathan Isaac with somebody like that. I, if I were them, I just would I mean, I wouldn't go no, like yeah, Wendell Carter I, or something yeah. like that. I, I, I wouldn't go that. Or And also, too, Michael Porter's still on the board, too. So that could be an option mm-hmm. if they believe in his medicals. But uh, anyway, you've got Chicago. 
right now at number seven. All right. So uh, this is probably one of the most talked about players in this year's draft. A lot of people are saying that he has the most potential out of anybody right now in this class. And I'm going to take Chicago, taking the number uh, seven pick, Michael Porter from Missouri, freshman, uh, power forward. Uh, definitely think he's going to fall. He might even fall out of the top ten, to be honest with you. But he wants to play in Chicago. I think Chicago wants him too. Um, you know, this dude's got a lot of uh, question marks on him right now with his health. Uh, he had the back injury. He had his hip now, I believe. And uh, there's been a lot of rumors going around about his time at Missouri on whether he was a good teammate, whether his locker room presence was like a cancer to the team. And, you know, as a as a professional organization, you don't want that from a 19-year-old kid coming in into your onto your team. So, I mean, I think Chicago, he'll be a good fit. I think they have a lot of tools around that will uh, be able to see him grow, especially with, like, Zach Levine. I think Levine is a beast. Um, he's my pick for most improved player next year, honestly. No, Levine is? Yeah, Levine is. Yeah, I think a lot of people sleep on uh, what Chicago has right now in-house. You know, they kind of went, went away as kind of a, a laughing stock for a year or so, and they had some fun, you know, some – some uh, intra-squad fights going on. Uh, so it was a little bit of a kind of a, a shit show over there with them. So, um, but they've got, I mean, they hit the marketing pick who a lot of people doubted. Like you said, they've, they, that Levine is there ready for a, ready for a bounce back. Um, you know, uh, I even, I'm a fan of Chris Dunn too. I think he, you know, I think he's got some, some real potential to be a def- yeah. really good defensive player. So if they're able to get Porter Jr. in there and he's able to play kind of the three, four, and be a you know uh, if that my thing is his the, the reason that and he's also a pick that could be there at four for the Grizzlies if Doncic doesn't go is is, is available is that his ceiling yeah, like absolutely. he has the potential to be like an offensive star like I think his skill and that that's what right there is like swaying people is like okay he's got the health he's got the you know the off the you know kind of the the personality stuff like what is he doing it's like. But his seat, like you know, of all these guys like Jackson and Bamba and and, and Bagley, so he's he's yeah. probably the best off- pure offensive player of all that group. So his ceiling is his ceiling is you know steal of the draft level. So he could look. We could a year from now, it could be like wow, it's like Donovan Mitchell all over again if he if he falls out of the top ten. You know, it could be one of those scenarios. But hopefully, he stays healthy. I, I think he's a good he's a, he's a guy I wouldn't mind going in the top five yep. if, if your guy's not there. So um, if you believe in his medicals, but so you got Chicago taking him, and you know they also have another pick coming up at twenty two. So they've been rumored to some trades uh, that could that could that could that could play out too if they if they want to move up and take you know I don't know if they want to move up and take like a a Jackson or somebody mm-hmm. um, or if somebody or if somebody like the Grizzlies or or Mavericks at four or five say. You know, we're taking Porter unless you trade up here. I think you could probably see him package those two. But <clears throat> we'll move on. Uh, Cavaliers at number eight uh, yeah, via the awesome. Brooklyn pick from the Boston trade. Been been so many different places. Uh, this this pick was the the best asset of a trade that was very lopsided, <laughs> or the best asset going go in Cleveland's favor, I guess. So. Um, a lot of options here. In my first mock draft, I had Cleveland taking um, Kevin Knox, uh, and I, I'm actually going to stick with that and have them take Kevin Knox out of uh, Kentucky. I think that uh, they've been kind of rumored for like maybe a Trey Young destination or um, maybe a Wendell Carter if he's there. 
Um, but in our mock, you know, Knox is available. I think he's got a really, really, really high ceiling. I think his athleticism is crazy. He's got a, pure, a really nice jump shot. No one at Kentucky really stands out offensively necessarily. You know, since the Boogie Cousins and uh, John Wall team, you haven't really seen a lot of offensive superstars. And then Anthony Davis, of course, but he's one player. So uh, I like his yeah. prospects being thrown into mm-hmm. a team like that. And obviously if LeBron stays, that'd be great. But I think uh, I think he's worth the pick. I think you even if LeBron's not there, I think that's a guy that you can um, you know put some guys around him, and he could eventually be an All Star level talent. Yeah. See, at eight, I had I have Colin Sexton going to the Cavs at eight. I mean, I think yeah. But Knox, yeah. that's a great pick. Honestly, it'd definitely be someone they need. They need. I, I feel there's no chance in hell that LeBron stays this year, yeah, unless sure. they can pull off a miracle. Unless the Cavs can pull off a miracle, there's no chance. Yeah, there's and a they need to, there's a chance they trade this pick too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll see where it goes. But I mean, if they don't and they keep it, I think they're gonna take they got to take somebody that they can rebuild their franchise around, like you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like Sexton. I mean, if he's he's a guy that you could get fired up about, and obviously LeBron likes him. I think he's said that yeah. too. So. Um, you know that's that's a that's a guy that could you know could could be could go that high, um, so uh, so yeah Knox is like six nine too I think he's 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 huge he could play, he could even play yeah, like, he's a lot bigger than yeah I his uh, you know wingspan is right at seven feet uh, he's 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 only two hundred thirteen pounds which may be a little bit off uh, I think he could probably add on a little bit to that but he's right at where you probably want him to be. Um, you know, I I think he I think he's uh, he's been shooting up lately. I think this is probably his landing spot. Yeah. Um, and you've got uh number nine, the Knicks. Number- Who are the Knicks going with, man? Who's changing the franchise? Who's going to team up with KP? Um. All right. So you yeah. took Knox at eight. The Knicks need a winner, and I honestly think that if he's there, I, I mean, I hope he's not there. I'm hoping he goes ten, but um, I think McCall Bridges. Really? Um, dude from Malvern, he's out of Philly. I think he played for Nova. He's got two championships there. I think he's a winner. I think he's somebody that the that the Knicks will they need. They need a winner on their team, and I think this is a really good pick for them. Yeah, I actually like that pick. Um, yeah. You don't have they've been kind of rumored as a Trey Young destination or you know a Colin Sexton destination. Some players like that. You know, I think the wing is the way to go. Whether it be Mikhail or Miles here. I think either of those guys would be yeah. a good call um, for them. Uh, Mikhail, you know, he's going to come in and be able to shoot right off the bat, and he's going to be able to kind of fit into an offense. Um, you're getting a little bit of an older player, so you know, kind of matches up with the age and kind of a uh, potential of uh, Porzingis. So um, you know, you'll you'll have that there. He's a little bit more of a not, you know yeah. uh, seasoned kind of player. So I like it. I, I think it's if you the Knicks see themselves always as a team that's ready to make a run. If you're ready to make a run, take a player like, you know, Mikhail, and he's you know, can come in and probably contribute, probably be your starter at the two or the three from the get go. If you want to put him in there with uh, Nicolina and, and Porzingis, you know, Porzingis will be out for part of yeah. the season, but I think he'll fit in well with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you got uh, the first Bridges is off the board. <laughs> um, so, so I got number ten, Philly. You know, great season. They could go a number of ways here. Yeah. They could go a lot of different ways. A lot of people think they're going to take Mikael Bridges if he's available. 
that's where kind of everybody has kind of slotted Mikhail if he doesn't uh, get picked before 10. Right now, uh, of, of everybody's kind of consensus top, you know, Wendell Carter's probably the top player. I meant to say, I meant to say too, is that we have to mention our draft board many times in this because that's what every NBA draft writer does every time they record a podcast. <laughs> but this is this so and so is this high on my board. So and so is this high on my board. I swear they say it like all the time. Um, everybody has a must have huge draft boards out there, but um, I'd probably go with um, I'd probably go with Miles Bridges here if I was them. Uh, I think uh, Sexton. I really just don't think. I mean, back to back years with point guards. I think you got to run it, run its course with Fultz. I, I really still believe in him. I don't think you uh, give up on him by any means at this point. Um, uh, and uh, I think Miles. You know, if Mikhail is gone, just take the other Bridges. I think that you know the Miles did show an improved jump shot last season. You know, he's got, he's bigger than Mikhail as far as you know his, his weight and everything. His wingspan's right at six ten. Um, I think he could fit in with them initially, uh, you know, right off the bat and either come off the bench or start and, and, and play to their, the level of defense that they need him to. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, be able to provide a little bit more athleticism than they have coming off the bench. So I like miles. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could see that picking as a, a Sixers fan. Like I'd be all for it. I wouldn't care. That'd be a nice one. So I got, uh, I got yeah. Charlotte. Who do you who do you want them to take? Oh man, who do, who do I to want them to take? I either want them to take Mikael Bridges, who is a Philly boy and like he's from Nova, two championships in Nova. I'd love to see him bring one to the Sixers, or my man Lonnie Walker out of my hometown, Reading, PA, um, shooting guard out of the U. <laughs> um, I think I think Walker's gonna be my biggest steal. I don't know. I see him <laughs> falling though. The dude just signed with Adidas, which I feel is a bad move. <laughs> I think that was not a fan, dude. I'm not a fan of Adidas. I would have rather him sign with Puma, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow, uh, how far Adidas is yeah. falling? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so like, see, so yeah. I like some of the guys they have. They're they're more. It's almost like they're yeah, more of a hip hop brand, uh, hip hop uh, endorse or more hip hop endorsers than NBA players now. Isn't isn't Jay Z in charge of their marketing now for basketball? Or something like that. Well, Puma is. Puma is. I was talking about Adidas, oh, but Jay Z's in charge of Puma's oh, yeah, yeah. now. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Adidas is. Yeah, it's more of a hip hop so. thing since Kanye like got involved with them. Yeah. yeah. So you're. Uh, so you want you want Mikhail or Lonnie there? So hopefully one of those guys. Uh, maybe they'll reach on your guy and take him. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Who do you got for Charlotte? But, um, so, so Charlotte, since those guys are all gone. I have Charlotte taking Lonnie at 11. Lonnie. And yeah, and this is – I think we we still have Sexton on the board too, which – And Carter. And Carter, yeah. So, I mean, like that's a, that's a big drop for Sexton. I definitely have him in – like in my personal mock draft, I have him in the top 10. But I think for the needs of mm-hmm. Charlotte, I think they're going to take Lonnie at 11. A lot of draft boards have him also on, at 11. And I think it would be a really good matchup if – Mm-hmm. If Charlotte holds on to Kemba, have him play the one, have uh, Lonnie at the two, I think that's a good good pair of wings right there. I think that'd be a recipe for Jordan to maybe finally get a uh, winning team. Yeah, I think uh, I think in the in the end anyway, they end up retaining Kemba. I mean, he wants to be there. Yeah, um, exactly. he's a fan a favorite, guy. and yeah. So, and their cap situation is terrible. They actually made a trade today. You know, this is actually brand new news, not brand new, but. They traded Dwight Howard to the Nets for yeah. Mozgov and two second rounders. 
And it, it saves them a little money this year, <laughs> but then next year they have Mozgov at like 17 million. So it's like, I don't really know if that was the right decision, but they're not going to be able to make many moves in free agency unless they really get into the trade market. So I think your best bets to retain mm-hmm. your guys. And so they'll probably keep Kimba. And I think putting Lonnie in that backcourt too, I mean, as a yeah. ball handler and as a, as a, you know, as a really too. super That's athletic like- guy who can shoot. I mean, it, right, right. You know, he's going to probably be better than Batum, who they wanted to be their guy next to Kimba. So, you know, put them put out there together. You know, they've got some – I think Jeremy Lamb played good minutes for him this year. I just don't think you can have too many quality wings because, you know, they're always – they always can be used in as trade uh, trade chips if you have if you have too many of them. Nobody – everybody else is going to want them. And then, you know, I mean, they drafted Monk last year. I think all these guys can fit together yeah. and, and, and play in their own role and make you a really good offensive team with kind of Kimba running the show. So I like the pick. So um, this is where it starts to get murky for me because we still have have Sexton on the board. We still have Carter on the board. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, this is, this is why I wanted to do this because I mean, more than likely this is not how the draft goes tomorrow. This is our, our take, but it puts us in situations like this where, you know, I think the Clippers are going to have the, you know, some wings to pick from here. Maybe one of the bridges, maybe Knox, maybe Walker, but with the way it fell with us, <clears throat> Excuse me. They uh they really kind of that that wing that first initial mm-hmm. top tier of wings is gone now. So now it's like, do you want to go with Sexton? Do you want to go with Wendell Carter? Do you want to trade these picks? This if if this is the scenario tomorrow, I think you see, you know, LA probably try to do something in a trade, or maybe they've already done something in a trade by now. But by this point, but um, it, we're we're each going to get to pick one from them. I'll take the one that they got from Detroit at number twelve, and. With the guys that are left on the board, I think you have to take the best value. I don't think you want to reach on any of the next wings, or I don't want to think you want to reach on a Zaire Smith or a Robert Williams yet. Um, I think they're, what their choice is going to be between Colin Sexton and uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander right here. I think if they're going to go with a point guard, it's going to be one of those two guys. And I'm going to go with Sexton just because I think he's – got the better offensive game and is more a little bit more of a competitor at this point. Uh, SGA is, you know, showed a lot of stuff at the end of the season. He's going to project well in the NBA with his length and defensive ability. But I think uh, Sexton will, will, will sell himself a little bit more when they're, when they're coming down to the end of the clock here. Uh, He'll, he'll be a little bit, they'll feel a little bit more confident about taking him. So I'm going to give him Sexton at 12. That's a good pick. And, if we're going to get right into their second pick at 13, I guess I got to go with Wendell Carter, to be honest with you. I think it's a safe pick for them. And at this point, they just need value. Right. And, I mean, you know, I mean, these are two guys that a lot of people have in the top 10 of their draft. So while it may not be who the Clippers initially thought about, these are two value picks here. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're steals, to be honest with you. I think whoever they get, they're going to be happy with it. At, if they get these two guys at right. 12 and 13, they're going to be ecstatic. There are two guys that you can build around. Um, you know, maybe you trade one of them. Maybe you trade one of these picks out and get mm-hmm. something for next year. You know, maybe get some cap relief or something. Um, but, it, you know, maybe you can tr- – maybe if it's possible to get Gallinari out of there. I don't think it is, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Carter and Sexton, I mean, they're – you know, you're kind of – Carter's going to be able to defend the rim uh, a little bit at first and then – Maybe he maybe he f- makes you feel confident to not offer another contract to DeAndre Jordan, 
And exactly, that's what I, I was just going to bring up. He's all, I mean, I think he's going to be a better offensive player for sure than DeAndre. Yeah, and I, I think DeAndre Jordan is a great player, but I mean, I don't see him staying in with the Clippers after his contract is up. And I honestly, I think they could try and ship him. Yeah, no, he's gonna, he's going to be a trade chip yeah. for sure, an expiring contract. Um, and uh, you know, he he every he's he's a hundred percent unknown commodity. Like you know mm-hmm. what you're getting. You're getting all defense level defense. You're getting rebounding and you're getting worm protection. And he can finish, you know, stronger than a lot of people out there. So he's like, you know, a little bit more. You know, he for a certain team out there that's trying to make a run this year. I think look for him to get traded, you know, mid season or something mm-hmm. like that, or closer to the deadline. So that's kind of his uh, probably where he's going to go. So um, last of the lottery here, number fourteen with Denver. Um, They've been rumored to move this pick as well to try to get Kenneth Fareed out. I think that's a bad decision. I think this is a really solid draft and, and a lot of guys that are going to be available here that you don't want to throw away the chance at just to, to get rid of a contract. So um, if one of those wings that went early with a, in our draft is available, it's a no-brainer. I think you take a Bridges, you take a Knox, you take a Walker, whoever. If one of those guys is available, you go that route. Um, if they're not in this scenario – I think you have to look at probably Gilgis Alexander or uh, Zaire Smith. And honestly, I'd probably go with uh, Gilgis Alexander just because I think he's going to be able to run your offense a little bit more. Zaire Smith, it worries me a little bit that he <coughs> kind of last minute shot up these draft boards. So, yeah. I- I don't know. I mean, who's the who's the Nuggets uh, point guard right now? Don't they have a stud, like a, a real good young player? Well, they have uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray. They have Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, that's who it is. Yeah, and he he he's shown flashes of being yeah you know having a great being a great offensive player. I think you might give him one more year, and I would take Smith honestly at this pick. Yeah, I, I like that too. I mean, Dave Murray wasn't like a true ball yeah. handler coming out. They kind of made him into that kind of little bit you know hybrid point guard role. Um, I think they want some more depth there. So I think either one of these guys, if they take them, I think Smith or Gilgis Alexander is going to be able to defend twos and threes, one, twos, and threes. So I think you're safe with either bet, honestly. They're going to be able to come in and play defense, and hopefully their offensive game and their shooting develops a little more. But, um, you know, I think either one of those guys, honestly, is, is who you go with. You know, there's that you could reach a little bit, but I don't think it's worth it, you know. I don't think you want to take anybody like Robert Williams from AM. You've got your bigs, kind of, you got too many bigs, honestly. So I think you take one of those top tier wings if they fall. And if not, we're going with Smith or Gilgis Alexander, who, you know, I think they'd probably be happy with either one of those guys falling or being there. I think that's probably yeah, who they're projecting for anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's who I have them taking Alexander um, at, mm-hmm. at 14. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, after that, I don't want to go. We don't want to go pick by pick for the rest of the draft. We don't want to keep you here for two hours. Um, want to want to kind of do popcorn a little bit uh, around to where uh, a couple of the other uh, important draft spots here. Some some big t- some playoff teams that have some picks and and everything going on. So I want to kind of pop around to see what stands out to us. Um, you know, the Spurs have one of their highest picks in the last few years and in, in, the, in the recent future, recent you know past here. Um, I, I think they're really going to look to capitalize on a wing. I don't know if you have anybody in your mind that would that you would uh, prefer if you're San Antonio, but I think uh, 
I think they probably go with like a, you know, a Kata Bates Diop or a Troy Brown Jr. or somebody like that. You know, maybe a uh, maybe a Kevin Huerta from uh, I can't pronounce his name from Maryland. Uh, that it's kind of more of a true shooter. But um, I, I'm interested to see who they take because I think it's you know, like I said, it's the highest they've been in a while, and they could really get some value here. Yeah, I, mean, I have them taking the uh, the Thomas from Creighton. So I mean, I think that'd be. I like. They're, they're definitely going to take. Yeah. They're definitely going to take a shooter. They're definitely going to take a guard, I think, a wing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. And even if they if they can, if they do decide to dish Kawhi, which I think they have to do it before the draft, it's, they'll get the most value out of it that way. I think, that, I mean, mm-hmm. they'll probably move up. I think they'll probably try and get another first-round pick. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to see where how the draft lines up then after that. Yeah, I really think uh... – yeah, I don't know if they'll do it or not, but have the ability to have the option to, or the chance to take Doncic probably fascinates Popovich and those guys there. Put yeah. put him in that system for a couple of years and and kind of groom him. And Pop loves the international. Oh guys. yeah, he really knows how to work there because they're always a very fundamental. They've had a lot of uh, pro experience already. They've been through the ringer. Um, they've got some skill, so he's able to utilize that. Yeah. Um, and that would be a fun pick for me if they if they got him or maybe they get one of those bigs maybe they get Bomba or Jackson, um, but yeah I mean if they trade with somebody at the top of the draft that's going to be really interesting because it's probably not who Kawhi wants to go to. <laughs> I think they should probably try to ship him to the Kings honestly. Dude, I don't see. Them. I mean, the thing is, I don't see yeah. them. Who cares where he wants to go? Yeah, exactly. That's everyone saying right now on. I mean, like, I run the Kings uh, Twitter, and I got into a huge thing with this Lakers fan the other night, and the dude sounded like an idiot saying he wanted, oh, they're going to give him to the Lakers. Who in their right mind would trade your best player, probably the best all-around, like, um, besides LeBron, of course, player in the in the league, to a team in, in, their same, in the same conference? There's no way. I, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think my my kind of rebuttal to that because that's been an opinion we were talking about it in Slack earlier today. Keep him out of your conference. It's the whole why did the Cavs trade Kyrie to the team they played in the conference finals the year before? Um, the only rebuttal to that that I've that I that kind of I came up with is that if he's so dead set on being in LA, he's going to be in your conference in a year and a half anyway. Yeah, that's true. and so it's like if you want to make sure you get the most for this guy is possible, then you yeah. take the best offer. You know, that's what honestly for the Cavs, that was probably the best offer they got for Kyrie because I don't think they were getting anything better from Phoenix or Denver. Um, Cause you know, he wasn't going to resign there. Boston felt they had the best chance to resign him. So they gave up a little bit more at the time seemed like a little bit more. So it was horrible. Trade. Horrible trade. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was a fan of it at first. Uh, Cause I thought Crowder would be able to fit in really nicely yeah. there. And I think, it was more a Crowder that didn't want to fit in there. So I think that kind of made me – that kind of upset me a little bit because I think he would have really been a really yeah. good piece for them in the playoffs. Yes, uh, so back to the picks. At the one that most – yeah, like I'm most interested to see who they take at 27 is the Celtics at 27. And I have them taking um, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo out of Villanova. I think – yeah, I think that Ginger would fin great up in Boston, honestly. I mean – you can flat out shoot. He really didn't get much opportunity in Villanova besides the NCAA Finals game, and he killed it. Brought us another championship, which you can't be you can't be mad about. The dude has star power. He was Mister Basketball or whatever out of Delaware two years ago, and 
I, I think it would no. be a good fit for him, especially if they can't keep Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a good fit, and I think it'd be even more of a reason for uh, Ty Reed is re-signed. Yeah. If they have another, like, star uh, yeah. shooting guard. No, I, I agree with you. They've got – that. Devin Shinjo is a guy who in my initial mock, I had him going a little bit earlier. He's kind of in that 20 to 30 range. Like, I think he's going to go in there. Yeah, I could see a team like Chicago jumping on him, or you know maybe like the Pacers or somebody. But you know if he's there, the Celtics, I think you take him, and you know I think you're happy about that. And and you know a lot of other people have rumored that Grayson Allen was going to be a um uh, get a look there too. Um, that Danny Angel really likes him. Um, they're similar. I mean they're mm-hmm. they're both going to be able to come in and shoot right away. Uh, I think also another guy, a different position that you to watch out for if he's available is uh, Mitchell Robinson, who uh, if if they're looking to kind of have a little bit more depth, you know, on the bench, maybe not re-sign an Aaron Baines or let him expire, um, you know, to, to provide some some more athleticism down there. That could be a guy they go after who got high upside, who's just been kind of bounced around, didn't play in college last season been a little bit of a, a wild card off the court but has the potential you know he was rumored to be like a lottery type talent coming you know out, out of high school so um that could be a guy that you might reach on there because with these teams like you have the luxury of doing that so yeah absolutely i mean i think he would even he fits in perfect with boston too that whole culture yeah i think so yeah. i mean and, and who knows boston may move up they yeah like you said it maybe maybe it's a smoke screen maybe it's legitimate so who, who knows who's going to be picking there. Um, the only other team I wanted to touch on uh, was, uh, um, you know, the, the Sixers have another pick here too, right before the Celtics. Is there anybody that, since, you know, since I got a Sixers fan on, is there anybody like in this kind of lower tier, like lower end of the first round, anybody that you've kind of pegged that you might want them to take a chance on? Let's say they take Bridges or let's say they take a wing first early on. Like they take Mikael Bridges or Lonnie Walker at 10. Who do you want to take at 26? So at 26, because, but see, with my mock draft, I have I have the idea of them going and trading Fultz for Kawhi. So, I mean, like I go into that in my mock. So right. I have them taking another wing, and I actually have them taking Brown from Miami, sophomore. I think he would be a really good pick. Might not be able to uh, score a lot as um, a rookie this coming year, but I definitely think he plays both ways of the ball, and that's really what the Sixers need. They always were falling apart in the – later part of the game on defense and really just couldn't get it. It, it. it was just laughable, honestly. Like some, they couldn't close out a game for the first three months of the, like three weeks of the season. And I really could see them taking somebody who was more of a defensive minded yeah. uh, guard than, than offense. Cause they have, they have guys that can score, especially if they re-sign Redick too. Right. No, I think you're right. I think you kind of – there's a lot of like shooting guards, small forwards at the end of the draft. Like there's a lot. Maybe you take a guy like uh, Anthony Simmons Simons as well. Yeah. Maybe you take a guy like that who may, be, may need another year or two to blossom. But he's a guy that I think that uh, – I think he's going to go – he will definitely go higher than people think. Because a lot of people now have him like the end of the first, early second. I think he's going to yeah. go first round. So I think one of these playoff teams or – one of these teams that has multiple picks like Philly or Atlanta or um, who else has one? Phoenix has a couple more picks too. Maybe a Brooklyn decides to take a flyer on him, Golden State even. So uh, I think uh, he has a chance to go high as well. So I wouldn't even hate looking at him. 
But um, but yeah. So I mean, that's that's it, guys. That's our lottery. That's our notable latter half of the first round picks. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of movement in this one. I think it's going to be fun tomorrow. I can't wait. I've already blocked off <laughs> for a well, Pacific Coast time. It's going to be about five to whatever out here, five to seven, five to eight. I've already blocked it off on my calendar at work. You know, hey, I have guys, I'm leaving at four thirty. So, <laughs> <There you> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I've already made sure that I'm going to be uh, nice and comfortable, ready to watch it. You watching at home so, or you going out? Oh, no, I'm, I'm watching it at I home. I, there's too much like. I'm on Twitter the whole time. I'd be like the worst party guest or the worst like <laughs> friend out there if I was if I was at the bar because you know I, I wouldn't yeah. be talking to anybody. And I also like to watch uh, a couple places live stream it, like live stream shows. Like I know the Ringers are doing one and Barstool, the mixtape guys are doing one. So I like to I like to kind of you know have a little bit. I don't like to listen to the sound on ESPN because I don't really care what they're saying. It's stuff that I've already heard. So I, I pull up a live stream. Uh, live show and then have it on ESPN and then I'm on Twitter. So got like three screens going. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Where are you watching it? Um, you know, I'm not sure I'm supposed to go out on a date tomorrow, but I'm probably going to have to cancel on her mm-hmm. just cause you know, I mean, there's more important things. It's, it's tough, man. Like I understand the position you're in. I, I, I remember, in the past, just like canceling plans with people, and they'd be like, "What are you doing, man?" It's like, dude, it's NBA draft. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to exactly. tell you, but <laughs> like, you're not going to understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to understand, but I'm I'm telling you no. <laughs> exactly, and that that jackass Trey Dauber, you know, the co-founder of Vendetta, blah blah blah. He's probably going to have us be writing all these articles. You got to make sure you actually pay attention. <laughs> yeah, now I know, right? You would, we're going to need to be putting some content out for sure. Maybe we'll do a little like post draft podcast or something. I know it's going to be different time zones and it's going to be late, but we're I know we're all up for anything. So maybe we might have some, uh, you know, some quick content out after the draft, at least some articles and stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm uh, down. yeah, but uh, we also uh, something that we kind of workshopped a little bit earlier is uh, on the web. We've each really we we've each had kind of our own individual mocks, um, and we want to release one last one, kind of version two of each of ours. And we want to release it tomorrow on draft day. We're going to try to do some kind of combination uh, draft where it's either both of our side by side or we have them each individually in there or kind of combine on picks, whatever. But it'll be some good content for you guys tomorrow. So, um, yeah. is it, a lot of things on the up. Do what? A lot of things on the up, guys. Oh, yeah. Anything else you're working on or that you want uh, people to check out? Um. No, I mean, I guess the only thing is uh, just, again, guys, make sure you're going on uh, Twitter, following uh, just me personally at Chachi126. Uh, make sure you're following, keep it to yourself, at Kitty Podcast, K-I-T-Y. Um, you got at Justin D. Ellick and at Natty Dorf, uh 15 uh, Just make sure you're following the boys. You know, we're always here for a good time. like to put up a lot of content. And if you're lucky, maybe we'll shout you out. <laughs> yeah. For sure, yeah. Make sure you follow all those guys. Uh, follow Scott. Follow Keep It To Yourself. Um, you know, make sure to follow uh, Vendetta Sports Media as well on Twitter. Media underscore Vendetta. You know, I got the Seventh Report. All those guys. Uh, Kyle's running that. Uh, running the Twitter. He's doing a lot, a lot more stuff with that. Engaging a lot more. Um, you know, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Jacob uh, McCormick underscore, because you can't ever get your name. Pisses me <laughs> off. 
everybody at this day and age, we'll never get the username we want. That's completely no, gone absolutely. in our society. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, uh, follow all that stuff, guys, check out the website. Um, uh, some of, uh, Scott's, uh, close friends uh, over at day drinkers, some guys he knows they've uh, recently sponsored us. You can uh, go to daydrinkers.com, look at all the clothing and all the product and merch that they have. There's a vendetta sports media, uh, kind of tab there where you can go search all our branded stuff. Um, you can use promo codes for all the podcasts. The one for clear path, I believe is clear or path. One of those to so try that, check it out, get some, get some free shipping. I think, uh, you know, at least check out their gear. Um, you know, they're, they've been great to us and, and it really, you know, uh, helped us out and, and put some cool, we got some LeBrocket shirts out there. What, what are the new shirts we got? I know y'all are releasing some. All right. So we're going to finish uh, releasing our LeBron free agency line this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we have the LeBrocket shirt out, which is a picture of a silhouette of Harden's beard with a crown on top of it says LeBrockets. The next one we got is LeBronzo with the triple Bs in it uh, with the Hollywood sign. That's going to be fresh. <laughs> and then the last one is going to – we're going to have two more. One is going to say complete the process with a crown on it. And then the other one, which I'm really pushing for, it says um, the royal family with um, family instead of an F. It has a PH, and it's got LeBron as a king. Simmons as the fresh prince and then you got Joel Embiid as the Joker so I mean that's the one I'm pushing for I would love to see that one come out I think it's a good idea but I think it's a great idea so (laughs) (laughs) no you got I'm I'm uh I I second you on that one we got to get that one to press Uh, I just saw too that we have a vendetta apron so I'm going to copy yeah, one of those. Zach came that's, out with that yesterday, huge. sent me a picture of it, and he was like, Baker, how you feel about that? And I was like, that's fucking dope. Give me that apron, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I thought I just saw that, uh, and that's that is, that is yeah. going to add to the collection. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Like you said, the LeBron shirts are, are squeaking out here uh, closer to free agency. So pick those up. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, man, use the, use the, uh, use the promo codes. All the podcasts have one, um, get you free shipping, uh, check out the website. And, uh, other than that, I mean, appreciate having you on Scott. Oh dude. Thank you for having me on. We'll have to do it again. We'll have you on. Keep yeah, it to for yourself. Sure. Hey man, can't wait. Yeah. Let me know. We'll do. All right. All right. Peace buddy. Thanks guys. Peace.